You're listening to The Morning Joe Rant Show. A dig deep, embrace yourself, and enjoy the Wild Ride podcast. Topics of politics, climate, economics, life, and the pursuit to complain about everything. So I'm going to jump right into it. Um, there's a few stories I really wanted to touch on. Um, I want to touch on the CDC Fauci with the change of time frame for COVID. Um, I also want to touch on real quick too, like the Candace Owens Trump, Candace Owens Trump thing. Um, I want to touch base on a little bit of gatekeeping of the United States and when people refuse to look at like data and statistics and then just think that they're like the gatekeepers with all that stuff. Um, and we're going to use minimum wage for an example. Um, there's going to be a little bit of an article about the carbon capture or carbon renew- removal plant <laughs> and how it only negates three seconds uh, of carbon capture and it will only break even after 10 years and why that's such a big deal. Um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant about um, just in general about like Christmas and how it's really not a Christian holiday. It's actually a pagan holiday that the Christians took over. And I found three sources, one of them being a religious one, that I really, really wanted to hit on um, from that. So let's get started. So the Fauci and CDC changed the time frame for, um, they cut the isolation time to five days. Why am I bringing this up? Well, there's two different types of situations here with this. So there's scientific stuff that's coming out saying like, hey, we're finding that like if people don't have symptoms after five days, they can get back to work. The problem with it is though, um, there's two there's two stories here. It's either the onset of symptoms happen faster than like with this variant. So it, it so if exposed, you'll be you'll exhibit the COVID symptoms within the first five days, and then as a and you won't really need to supposedly um, stay in quarantine or isolation for ten days to see if the symptoms are continue on. The other side of the story is that this great resignation isn't stopping and people are quitting still and the government has long ago stopped protecting citizens and instead made corporations their primary focus of concern. So there's two sides of the coin here and the craziest part of this is like I'm just going to put it out there. I don't care if you wear a mask or you don't. I still wear a mask. Um, there's people in my life that I know that I trust that tell me hey this thing's not in the out of the water you know like just be safe, but like probably smart to just still wear a mask, like my doctors and stuff like that. I'm vaccinated. I had my booster. That's not me praising myself and patting myself on the back. I'm simply stating that like, I'm trying to do everything I can to protect myself at this point, but also other people in my life. Um, and luckily like my daughter's now vaccinated. Um, and we have completely avoided getting COVID this last she got it. My daughter got COVID when her mom died last, last, like right around Christmas time. It was like Thanksgiving between Thanksgiving and Christmas, right before her mom passed away. Her mom did get COVID, didn't die from COVID. So anybody that's like, well, you're, you're just, my ex-wife did not die from COVID. She dies, died from terminal cancer. COVID, luckily when she got it, it wasn't that bad and it didn't destroy her, but the cancer did. And even with a weak immune system, she was able to to fight it off somehow, which was great. 
So I'm not sitting here trying to say like every death of COVID is a is a death sentence. It's not like that. But we tried so hard to prevent anybody in our life to getting it. That's just a side note. It's just so people don't sit there and act like I don't have re- reasoning or rational explanation to stuff. There's a difference. When my Before my ex-wife died, her and I both talked about this um, for my daughter. And it was always just protect her, keep her safe you know, listen to the guidelines, you know, all that stuff, which is just common sense to anybody. Um, And I want my daughter to have her own freedom of decision when she's old enough. If she chooses not to get vaccinated in the future for the flu or anything, that's totally her prerogative. I'm not going to sit there and tell her, you need to do this. Um, And that's a difference of me with other people that think like freedom freedom for me, not for thee, I'm not like that, but my daughter, I'm here to protect as long as I can until she's 18 and she can make those decisions on her own. And if she doesn't want to do those at that point, that is up to her. I'm not here to, you know, um, but until she gets to that point, I'm going to do everything I can to protect her. I'm going to listen to science and data. Why am I getting to this? So Fauci came out and said, which I don't have a problem with Fauci. Um, I kind of turned a page with him probably like six to eight months ago after the whole mask stuff came out, like in the beginning of the pandemic, he was saying, don't wear a mask. All that stuff kind of came out. I never disliked Fauci and I, it's not, but I've never like been like Fauci's the best. It's more like he's a really smart guy. He's been doing this for decades. So the trust should be there. But now this is where we start to see the distrust coming out. Now, I still think Fauci's extremely smart with this stuff. I think though, and oh, I really, I want to mention anybody that hasn't yet watched Don't Look Up. It is a, it's like the same thing as Idiocracy. It's like a documentary. And I think too many people that watch it don't understand that like it's satire, but it's not. And the reason I say that is like, I look at Leonardo DiCaprio's character as Dr. Fauci, just because it's like kind of like they became a pseudo celebrity and I think it went to Fauci's head a bit, like a little bit. And DiCaprio's character kind of fits that perfectly, where he's not an asshole, but he starts to come off as one. And it, and it's really well done in that movie. Anyway, I wanted to touch on this. This was from NPR, and this was from actually today, earlier today, which is December 29th. Delta's CEO asked the CDC for a five-day isolation some flight attendants feel at risk. So this is what I'm trying to say. There's there's science coming out that's saying five days isolation is really pretty much pretty good at. And then if you don't show symptoms at that point, you're, you're clear. Even though you have an, a positive test, if you're not showing symptoms after five days, you should be fine to go back to work. So this is the conundrum we're in. The CDC was asked by Delta if they can make the five-day isolation instead. And people don't, like, again, they're going to be like, you're just a libtard. It's like, I have nothing to do with liberal versus conservative. This has to do with rationally thinking, looking at the bigger picture and critically thinking and seeing, like, why did this cut down now all of a sudden at this point? And with the great resignation happening, with flights being delayed, all this shit, why is it now that Delta comes out and asks for this? And the CDC says, you know what? We're okay. You know, we, we and, and, oh, this is what I really want to touch on. So Fauci said in his thing, we need to get people back to work quicker. Fauci said that. 
And to the people on the left that sit there and are like, well, he's, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. But when you use it in that context, when you were first saying it's to protect people, now it's people need to get back to work quicker. What are we doing here? Is it the science or is it that corporations are now it's not saying they're giving them a handout, but why is your feet to the fire to get people back? Like if it's still spreading. So this is where you get on the on the right, people sitting there saying it's all bullshit. You can't argue with that when now Fauci's changing his tune. Well, people can change. I'm not saying that. What I'm simply saying is, why did he say it like that though? Why wasn't the science is proving that isolation for five days if you're not showing symptoms you can get back to you can you can go back to your normal life and granted it might just be the wording but it's still fuckery and it's still after this came out with npr saying that delta specifically talked to the cdc about lowering the five-day quarantine isolation period so people can get back to work it's like all of it just becomes like this mishmash again of like, why do corporations even have a goddamn say in anything with science when it's not them to make the decision? So this is why you have people who don't trust the CDC, who don't trust Fauci, and who are people like me who are like, well, what the fuck? Like, either it's science-driven or it's not. But if you're going to sit there and you're going to curtail both sides, this is where you're getting the fucking mass confusion. And I'm And again, not that Fauci listens to this, but it's like, that's what the CDC and Fauci don't understand. This is why you lose credibility when you're in the science community because you're bullshitting. So I really wanted to touch base on that because I think it's like, again, call out, call a spade a spade and call it out so we can get to a common ground. There was a really good TikTok video that came out of, um, it was a woman nurse and she basically just said, like the ERs are filling up. COVID surge. This is going to get worse and worse. She's pissed off. It was pretty damning. And it's again, like everything, unless you're in the ERs and stuff like that. I think they said that we only have now 16, was it 1600 beds in the U.S. available for ICU beds total in the U.S. that ERs are filling up. The children's hospitals are filling up again. Not everybody's dying. That's correct. But what people don't understand again is the long-term effects of this shit that are going to affect people. That's where it's ultimately going to. And I'm not sitting here trying to argue. So I also want to bring this up. And this should go in with this. These are all kind of quick clips. So Trump went on Candace Owens' uh, YouTube channel or whatever and basically said... so. What people who are Trump fans don't get is Trump loves adulation, which is basically praise from everybody. If if you praise Trump, he's going to love you. And the perfect example is Biden praised Trump recently about how he handled the COVID vaccine and he gave the Trump administration a lot of credit. Well, what happens now? Trump says, oh, you know, the Biden administration is doing great. Vaccines work. And, and he's pro-vaccine and he's got, he's like, I'm boosted up. And he went on Candace Owens' show, talked about how he was boosted up and how the vaccine, everybody should be taking it. And she basically argued with him about it and it didn't go with her goddamn dialogue. And again, 
I don't like Candace Owens. I don't like um, Ben Shapiro. I also don't like Trevor Noah, and I don't like the Seth Meyers and all the... I don't like either side, especially when it becomes we're not being honest about what we're, what we truly, we're we're just trying to be snake oil salesmen and we're just trying to sell bullshit to sell stuff. And I think a lot of those people are doing that to make money. I don't make money off this show. And it's, for me, it's speaking my truth of like, I find this all bullshit. Anyway, Trump went on there and said this stuff and Candace Owens didn't like it. And of course her fan base doesn't like it either so what happens she discredits him and says he's getting old and because it doesn't fit her narrative i don't care whether trump supports a vaccine or doesn't i think trump's a freaking douchebag and it makes me laugh that the right doesn't see how they want hollywood out of politics but then they have the biggest um hollywood uh uh reality star as a as their president front runner on the right it's like so you want Hollywood out of it, but not when it, but but you want Hollywood out of it, except when it affects you. Again, again, rules for thee, not for me. It just doesn't make sense. So anyway, Candace Owens got pissed that he talked about this stuff on her podcast. And of course, then tries to discredit him. And it's like, well, that's your poster boy, though, Candace. Like, do you not see when you just align specifically with a party and not actually giving self ideas of like, not everything is just as simplistic as you're making it like identity politics work, identity politics work on both ways. And it, it just makes me laugh. And to prove it, I'm going to go into my next thing. The gatekeeping in the United States. When people don't look at data or statistics. Okay, let's pull this up. Here's the data and statistics to minimum wage. Who benefits from a higher wage? This is what people think. People think when you who benefit are teenagers who work part-time after school, live with their parents, and earning extra spending money. The reality is this is the percentage of people who benefit from higher from higher minimum wage. The average age of people making minimum wage are 36 years old. These are actual statistics from uh, epi.org. Raise the wage is what it's called. The 89% are not teens. They're 20 or older that are making, um, that are still on minimum wage. 37% are 40 or older. They're my age or older. 56% are women. 28% have children. 57% work full time. And on average, they earn more than half of their family's total income. People who would benefit from minimum wage, the reality, are people average age 36 or older. 89% are not teens. They're 20 or older. Um, 40, uh, 37% are 40 or older. 56% are women. 28% have children. 57% work full time. And on average, they earn more than half their family's total income. So this whole bullshit narrative, the whole bullshit of it all. When you come down to brass taxes is people don't want to see data and statistics when it doesn't align with their fucking goddamn belief system. And on the right, you guys have a tendency of blanket statements of like bullshit where it's like everybody on unemployment is is just socialist commies that and it's like you have no idea the amount of people that benefited from that. And it's fucking hilarious to me when you see people on the right who benefit from unemployment, but then still don't believe in the social program that helped them. And again, I don't like the left because I think they do a lot of identity politics, but it just makes me laugh that the right doesn't like seeing data and statistics. When it doesn't fit their narrative, they get pissy and in a fit. That's the truth of it. 
So I really wanted to touch base on that because they have a tendency of doing the gatekeeping here. So those are kind of my quick clips. I know that wasn't really quick, um, but I wanted to touch base on that. So one of the things I want to touch on too is um, uh, the um, the biggest, the world's biggest carbon removal plant negates three seconds worth of global emissions in one year. It won't break even. And so Reuters even posted this. It won't break even for up to 10 years. So this whole carbon capture removal thing is basically like they, they like these giant like um, not warehouses, but these giant concrete underground building, like building things, suck in the carbon from the atmosphere or from the from the air, and they store it underground. Sounds great. In reality, it's not. It's not like it does anything. Plus, it it still it still emits emissions. So it's like that's why it's like it takes ten years for it to break even. So three seconds worth of global emissions in one year is all it really. It just, that's all, that's all it's worth right now. Three seconds worth of global emissions in one year. So it's such a joke that this has become, and again, there's statistics and data that prove this stuff because this is what scientists do. Doesn't matter if you're religious or not. This is like the truth of science. So when people want to sit there and deny climate change, it's like, I'm in Nashville right now. The last week we've been in 70 degree weather. It's beautiful outside. It's not normal. We've had uh, Alaska just hit its its um, it broke a record with the high temperature um, this week. Uh, Alaska did um, all the stuff we've talked about on previous on this podcast with climate change stuff. Again, this isn't a left versus right issue. This is a humanitarian issue. And again, I bring up that the the movie on Netflix. Don't look up because it's it's. It's pinned perfectly like how society works with TikTok, with the Trump supporter people who completely blind faithfully like believe that this guy is like their savior. And then also with like all the pseudo fake like people who just don't want to pay attention to the actual destruction of the planet. Um, The only thing that's kind of different about it is that it's a meteor that's a comet that's coming to destroy the planet. And basically politicians don't, it's true to a T and um, what's her face says a perfect, perfect line. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence puts in a perfect line that um, Timothy Chalamet says something to her and about the politicians, about how the conspiracy is like, they're these smart, you know, they're not, and she basically is like, if you really think these people are smart, then you're just as dumb. These people are stupid. They're they're not smart enough to do anything that you think that they're actually doing. Trust. And she was in the room with them, and that's how she knows. Um, and she's a scientist. She's a doctorate um, graduate student from for astronomy. Anyway, point I'm trying to make is this carbon capture stuff, all this global warming, all this climate change shit. It's it's that movie pinpointed. You have denialism, denialism because stupid politicians who aren't scientists brainwash their because they're pseudo celebrities and people think the Ted Cruz's and the um, just as much as the on the on the left, uh, whoever you want to fucking call it, the Chuck Schumer's and the Nancy Pelosi's like they know anything. They're not fucking scientists. They're attorneys. Um, it just makes me laugh, but they don't, they, then they deny the scientists to actually have a voice because it would ruin 
who how they make money and what like that's the only part that they're smart about they just don't change laws because it benefits them so anyways carbon capture stuff is funny um it's not funny it's sad because it's like it doesn't break even until 10 years and right now we're at three seconds to take only three seconds negated after one year of carbon emission uh, removal um so anyway i'm going to move on to my next thing because that's just a depressing story and i'm sure nobody wants to hear it so the last thing I'm going to touch on is Christmas and the actual original origins of Christmas. Now, I dug deep for this, and I'm going to say it right here. I'm claiming back Christmas from the goddamn Christians. And the reason I say that, and it's not to be offensive or hurt anybody's butt, you know, butt or hurt any, you know, butt hurt anybody or anything like that. The truth of the matter is Christmas was actually a pagan holiday. It wasn't even called Christmas originally. Um, it was a pagan holiday. And a couple centuries ago, it was actually like, and there's a, I, I, I got three sources on this because I really wanted to dig deep. And there was one that was an actual religious Christian source that said it's actually against God's will for Christians to celebrate because it's in the Bible. It states that any type of holiday created by man should never be celebrated by Christianity of any kind. Um, it has to be a holiday that God provided to people. So it's... It's hilarious how, and I'm not picking on religious people, but they cannot see that like, you know, it's interpretation. I'm sure I'm going to get people that are like, well, it's all interpretation. You're just, they're interpreting. Well, then if you're saying that, doesn't that mean that the whole Bible is just an interpretation and then you shouldn't take it literally? Like, so it's again, rules for, rules for thee, not for me. So the way I interpret it, okay, well, that's great. Not everybody interprets it that way. You know, that's why it doesn't make sense. Anyway, it was originally a pagan holiday. Um, Santa Claus was actually from, it was a Dutch, uh, I had it right here, where'd it go? He was a Dutch, what did he do with it? Sinterklaas, yes. He was known as Sinterklaas in the Netherlands and considered by many to be the original origin of Santa Claus. Um, and this was back in this was a long time ago christmas trees were originally from germany in the 1800s um german um the the uh german settlers or whatever you, uh i i don't I, um what did they call them? um the people that migrated to to united states that were german actually brought christmas like the tradition to the united states and we just kept the tradition going all of this is based on like non-Christian stuff. So the best part about this whole thing I'm talking about. So the church back a couple centuries ago w wanted the pagans to be like completely removed. And and they, they were tired of them having the celebration. So they knew they had to, in order to get the pagans on board with Christianity, they had to take over their holidays to convert them to Christianity. So what the... so. What the church did was basically say, "Well, we're going to call we're going to call Christmas, and we're going to turn this into a Christian holiday." So, this was like a holiday back from Roman times, even like they celebrated. Um, what was it? The uh, where did it go? The the solstice. It was basically the winter solstice, or they called it for a full month. 
Saturnalia was a hedonistic time when food and drink were plentiful and the normal Roman social order was turned upside down. For a month, enslaved people were given temporary freedom and treated as equals. And basically it was to honor Saturn, the god of agriculture. And I'm sure there's people like, well, that's Greek, Greek mythology and all this. What do you think all religion is? Like, like I, again, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I'm not telling you that's your freedom, but you cannot tell me that you are for sure just because a book from 2000 years ago tells you that. Now I'm not picking on anybody because I have friends and family that are religious and Christian. I have some friends that are different uh, Jewish and stuff like that. I do not have a problem with any of it. My problem is, is that you're so certain and sure just because you believe it, that that's it. Well, no, I'm pretty sure it's not because I don't believe it because I was brought up Catholic for the first 20-something years of my life and most of it was bullshit. It was all fire and brimstone. And the further I got away from it, the happier I got. God forbid you're a happy individual. Um, But it just makes me laugh that Christians sit there and try to say, again, Christian, we're a Christian nation when we left religious persecution from, that's why the English left. Uh, That's why our forefathers left was to to be free from religion, to be able to practice whatever they wanted to, it's such a joke to hear that. And um, under uh, the the national anthem, under God, wasn't added until like the 1950s. It was it was I think under Eisenhower or whatever. Um, and I, I that's actually a fact. I just don't remember which president it was. If it was Eisenhower or um, if it was Johnson, I'm trying to remember who it was. But they actually added under God. It wasn't originally in the national anthem, or not the national anthem, I'm sorry, the Pledge of Allegiance. Reason I'm bringing this up is there's people in my life who constantly argue with bullshit and say, say, look at your history, look at this, read this. And then when you sit there and see this stuff and you're like, are you critically thinking? Do you not understand? You're completely off base with what you're saying. So then I start to say, okay, two plus two is five. You're right. Because that's the only way to do it now. That's the point we've gotten to with the gatekeepers of society, which like I talked about, when they look at data and statistics, and again, religion aside, when you look at the history of everything, of Christmas and all that stuff, it was never a Christian holiday. Do I care that you celebrate it? Absolutely not. Christ wasn't even born in December. They know he wasn't. They believe he was born in spring. So the fact that it's all celebrating Jesus' birth, you're like, and again, I think if Jesus was real, sounds like a superb guy to follow. Absolutely. He cared about people. But when I see the people on the right that sit there and preach this shit, and then they don't live their virtues and values the same way he did, and instead it's, I don't need to wear a mask, fuck everybody, it's my freedom. I sit there and look, I'm like, this is complete opposite of what they believe. There was a funny post on Instagram where it showed like the actual symbi- symbolism of like, I call it, I call it capitalist Christian because it just to me is like exactly the epitome of like what Christians think is that Jesus was white and like brown hair and like, like he's, he, he, he was like a, like a typical redneck type looking guy. Not at all. Like he would actually, he was Jewish. So if he was real, he was Jewish. And so he would be of darker skin descent with black hair, curly. Um, not at all what the capitalist Christians portray him as. 
But again, you can't say this because people think you're personally attacking them. And it's like, no, I want you to believe in what you want to believe as long as you're not hurting anybody else. But when you sit there and use your religious values as a way to rule over other people, I got a fucking problem over it. Because if I can't rule over you with my personal beliefs, neither can you. So let's come to the mutual understanding. So two plus two is five. You can celebrate Christmas like you think it's a Christian holiday, but it was originally a pagan holiday that the Christians took over a couple centuries ago because they wanted pagans to convert to Christianity. So look at your facts, look at your history, look at the data. Now, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I was very tired of hearing that this weekend with Christmas and stuff. So I will say Merry Christmas because it's not a religious holiday. It's a pagan one. (laughs) It's a celebration of the winter solstice, which is what it should fucking be. All right, well, I'm gonna end it at that. And uh, you all have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by ConnectGo Internet Inc. Bringing your business to the future, ConnectGo.com.